Turf Business are honoured and privileged today because we're not only at an iconic setting here at Lord's, we're with an iconic groundsman, Michael Hunt. Michael, thank you for your time today. I know no you're problem. pressured and we'll, we'll lots going on here. Right. Um, let's start at the beginning then. I think you've been here an awful long time, 47 years. Um, how did it all start for you? What attracted you into this? I, I, I was lived local, I was born locally, um, played quite a bit of cricket at school, a little bit of club cricket, um, and it was just naturally to come work at Lords. I was never good enough to play club cricket, uh, county cricket. Right. Um, so the next step was probably to come into groundsmanship. So you could be in and around the game and, and not... Yeah, yes, yeah, keep in touch with it, basically. <laughs> So you must be the longest serving member of staff here then by some, yeah, some way I would yeah, have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a escape tunnel going at the moment to try and get out the place. <laughs> <laughs> so does that include some kind of succession plan? Are you, are you thinking about what happens after you? Or? Yeah, it's a bit of limbo at the moment. I, 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 you know, one bit we must have sort of, sort of eased off a wee bit. There's a lot of, lot of stress, a lot of pressure in the job um, and so a lot of hours involved. I mean, Come the summertime, cricket season time, it's sort of 10, 12 hour a day, seven days a week, you know, and it's because uh, our, our fixture schedule here, we have quite a high fixture schedule. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it'd be nice to sort of, sort of ease off a wee bit, but um, unfortunately it's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You've got a team that helps you with that. What kind yeah. of team have you got to back you up, Nick? Five full time staff, and um, we have between two and three seasonal staff normally arrive about April time till the end of the season sort of there like sort of last week September sort of early October and what are you looking for from those guys to make it here uh, what the, the part-time guys uh, no you're full-time guys what, what, yeah, what the, makes a good groundsman for you well, someone who doesn't mind working long hours getting getting wet um, you know it's it's it's, it's quite stressful not only for me for them as well you know so it it's, uh, percolates them all the way down but yeah, I mean, these guys have, have left here, but say a couple of guys here, there's Ricky Aiken, he went on to run the Hong Kong Cricket Club, which is probably one of the most prestigious clubs in the world. Um, yeah, Cameron, Cameron Hodgkins, he oh. went on to uh, work at the MCG, he's allowed to come over, and, and you've got Adam Thorne, who's got his own company now, and works out in uh, Victoria for Cricket Victoria. So you've exported quite a bit of expertise from here well, in terms of... Well, they were imports originally. Were they? Oh, right. <laughs> 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 oh, well, they... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I spent a bit of time here. <laughs> you know, yeah, we sort of defaulted them back out there again. So they've come here to learn how to do it properly. Yeah, well, not to... These probably guys could teach me a thing or two, yeah. So you've, you've got those guys that have um, flown the, the nest, as it were, the coop. What do you think are the biggest challenges that fresh crop of groundsmen and greenkeepers are going to be facing over the next few years? I, th I think the, the job stress-wise has become one of the sort of talking points when we have our groundsmen meetings. I mean, every guys are under stress. Everybody's, everybody's an expert, you know, from from captains to players yeah. to coaches to the public to the media. Everybody's an expert, and and uh, yeah, you find it it is difficult at times because you know. You've got, you're a weather-related job, you know, and uh, and the amount of cricket that's played nowadays, you know, years ago it was a three-day county game and one test match, uh, you had this sort of 40-over cricket of a Sunday afternoon, now, now we've got floodlight cricket, we've got 2020s, you know, 50-over cricket, you know, one-day internationals. Uh, someone said to me recently, they said, oh, you don't play as much cricket, I said, we probably do. I said, we haven't got as much fixtures, but nowadays, I said, we very rarely get games called off. 
in years gone by, we used to get a three-day game and be lucky sometimes we'd play the day and a half, yeah. you know. Um, that's contributed to the outfield, these sand-based outfields. Made a I mean, we have a thunderstorm here and as soon as it stops running we're out playing again. Oh, okay. I mean, teams have actually got dressed ready to go home and they're <laughs> <laughs> like, on that <laughs> That's oh. the most of this displeasure. <laughs> I'm sure not, I'm sure <laughs> not. <laughs> Some of these guys in the media are captains that you've worked with over the years here, either for England yeah, or yeah, at county yeah, level, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who are the the harder ones to work with, shall we say, as, as uh, a captain? Gat was, Gat myself was, <laughs> it was, it was well known that we used to get at you later, believe really? me. Oh, but it was, it was, it was harmless stuff in, in a sense, but Gat always wanted to see, yeah, Gat was, fair play Gat, he, Gat was a winner, he, you yeah. know, whatever, whatever, whether it was a game of cricket or an argument, he wanted to win. <laughs> and, um, we used to eventually we used to play along with Gat. I mean, Gat used to come out of a morning on his way to the nets and say, "Yeah, well, this this pitch it looks like it needs a bit more rolling." Okay, Gat, I'll, I'll put the roller on. I'll start the roller up and watch him go at the nets, and I'll turn the roller off and I get one of our lads down there to give me a signal when Gat was coming back, and I'll start the roller off again. And oh, you just finished, yeah. Yeah, the most frustrating thing. You come back to me next year. I told you that roller. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever catch you out? <laughs> no, no, I was, yeah, I was quite cute for old Gat. But yeah, I mean, Does he know this now? Uh, yeah, I have reminded him a few times. Right, okay. yeah, these bits, bits of <laughs> but so, Gat, so we got half the house on fire. Yeah, it was uh, just teams under pressure as well. Yeah, teams, you know, he wanted to win. Of course, yeah, yeah. And was he as good at arguments as he was at cricket? Gat always wanted the win. Leave it at that. Yeah. So if he was the difficult one, then who was the, the easy was, one? Gat was. Uh, David Gatt was was uh, always easy, very laid back, and got on well with David. Um, well, most catches are pretty good. Viv was Viv Richards. Yeah, Viv was good catching. You know, um, yeah, it was Kenny Rutherford's um, New Zealand catching. Because I knew Kenny from the from the good uh, um, time he spent on the young professional staff. Yeah. Oh right, okay. And Kenny, cause they got. To, I think it was a test match, it was at Edgebris in the first test and they got hammered there by an innings and then they came here and I think it was on about the fourth day, I think it was maybe the last day, they were about seven, eight wickets down, still plenty of runs behind and I said to ask him what role he wanted. So I said to Kenny, what role do you want? So he said, well, what do you recommend? I said, it doesn't really matter, you can get beat. <laughs> <laughs> he said, thanks for your confidence. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> so, oh, that was yeah, so, um, harsh but fair. Yeah, harsh, yeah, but <laughs> so in terms of your, your, your actual facility here, the, the pitches you've got out there, you've got something like 13 first-class wickets? 13 first-class, yeah, pitches. Um, it, it looks quite a big cricket square com yeah, compared to... But, We've got two bowling pitches out, one on the top of the square, one on the tavern side, uh, bottom half of the square, and, and then the top one on the grandstand side. Then we've got, we play every form of cricket here. I mean, we play school matches, yeah. we play corporate matches, we play village finals, club finals, um, you know, uh, services matches. Yeah, so it's a quite a set, quite a cross section of matches. So do you treat all of those wickets the same, or yeah, do they get yeah, treated yeah, differently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the pressure's not so much on Neat and Harrow or, or the combined <laughs> services, but... Sure. <laughs> but, but you get, yeah. you know, uh, an Ashes yeah, test yeah, no, is a yeah, bit you different. Try, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, a lot of people playing here, as much as it's a big day for the Test boys playing here, also it's just as much for, 
for you know the village Absolutely. guys from the village finals. So you know, it's probably bigger actually, isn't it? Yeah, special for them as well. You know, to so try and accommodate them and you know make make their day special Love for it. them as well. I mean, we we touched on the pressure earlier, and we touched on the, the pundits. There's there's another side of um, the TV coverage in particular. I'm sure that must yeah, impact yeah, on you. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, I'm sure they've got some requirements for the, the you know the, the ground to look as beautiful as it can on TV. Is there anything else they do that you know gives you added pressure or added difficulties? Yeah, well, test test match more the first day of the test match. Um, you've got both teams out there practicing. Though we've got great. Uh, Net facilities, practice facilities on the nursery ground. Yeah. They still want to come out and play football or rugby <laughs> or something. They do on the, you know, this touch rugby. And so you've got both teams out there practicing. Then you've got Sky, then you've got Channel 4, then you've got Radio. <laughs> and it's just like, well, we just stand back. And, you know, um, we've probably counted as, as, as many as about 50, 60 people that the other morning of a test match wandering about all doing their bit for TV or for radio or, or whatever. And, it's just like you must stand be standing there holding your breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to run out and pull anybody over the day? No, we, we just sometimes it's just easy to sort of yeah. let them get on with it. You know, it gradually gets better as the test match progresses. You know. So have you ever? You know, I've seen. I think was it boycott used to get on there and he used to stick a key in the in the yeah. in the wicket. Is just that something you? Yeah, is that something you minded or not? No, it's something you just have to put up with. You know, what what does surprise you when you stand there? Sometimes they're doing their pitch report and. You think, mate, you've got it totally wrong. You've got it totally wrong. You know. Are they not asking for us? Some of them do. Some right. of them, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a good. I mean, Phil Taffel's a great friend, and yeah. he's quite a, quite a character. I mean, last year's Test match, Ashes Test match in Australia, what three hundred or for one? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I told him, I'd, I said, you know, what? I said I've just been voted the most popular man, Englishman in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the freedom of Melbourne. <laughs> well, the next day he came out, he was smoking like a kangaroo. <laughs> so at least you can so, still smile at it. Well, you got to, you know. It, it was just that. that uh, yeah, again, it was um, only a couple of commentators jumped on the so-called bandwagon. It, yeah. it wasn't. I mean, even on the Saturday, um, talking to some of the guys of the press. And not so much even the quality press, you know, um, and they were saying, "Oh, this pitch is it's all right, you know, it's going through, and it's nice." And I sort of said, right from the onset, we're about a day out. We was a bit unfortunate with the lead up to it. Um, on the Saturday prior to the Thursday, we were cock-a-hoop. We said, "This is going to be a good pitch," right. and then it rained on the Sunday, and it rained right. on the Monday. You know, changes all your and everything was it was yeah. And I said it was a day out, and I'd say by the Saturday, the ball was going through. It was a nice carry. And, of course, then England decided to get bowled out on the sunny <laughs> 30 overs, which... You can't well, legislate. Yes, yes. That's not your fault, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday it got a bit of pace and bounce and from somewhere, I don't know where, you know. So your you know, your preparation for a test wicket starts when? Well, it never stops. You never stop, OK. <laughs> but in, uh, is there anything you do that. different in the build-up to the test wicket to the other wickets? You probably, well, compared to a one-day game, one-day game you certainly need to get a little bit firm. You don't want to see them about... Um, swing you can't do about. I mean, this launch is, is, is got a reputation of swinging, um, and we've always had this since we started um, redevelopment the ground, and it's got, you know the stands got higher. All of a sudden, the ball start to swing a lot more, and 
other grounds are noticed now, Trent Bridge and Edgbaston, since they've started to build up high, the ball's swung a lot more, yeah, whether that's lack of airflow across right. the ground or whatever, but certainly, now you combine that with a little bit of a slope, it's only got the seam about a wee bit, and if it swinging and seaming and nipping about everywhere, it makes life difficult, so ideally, I can't do nothing about the swing, but if it seems, yeah, I mean, so you always tend to take a bit more grass off for the one days. Uh, and try and get a little bit firmer and drier, so you don't need to try to alleviate that problem. So do you start, you know, the season as it were, going right? That's my main test yeah, wicket. Yeah, yeah, I, I drop. I, normally October time, October we get the provisional fixtures through. We start each pitcher's got a number out there, okay. um, and then we sort of try and work it out. Um, and you get to choose that, or does anyone else have an input? I, I, I originally start to do the first draft, and then John Stevenson, head of cricket, he, we hear a look over it, and then we sit down and we go over it again, and then um, normally we get a few add-ons then, someone says, of course it's easier if, if we play that game here than go away right. to somewhere else, and science and science, so what's the game then? And do the, the media, the Sky in particular, have an input into um, which pitches you Well, or? yeah, I, I, unfortunately, their pitches with the stump cameras and... Um, Okay. Um, so it makes life a bit awkward because I can't understand where they're coming from. You know, these certain games come towards the end of the season where teams are challenging for a title or something. You know, they'd rather broadcast that than broadcast two teams down at the bottom. Sure. So um, it, it makes it a little bit awkward because you say you, you've got these pitches that you, you have to schedule for the match, but uh, more often than not, you hopefully you don't get them. I mean. My biggest problem, I love to see middle sets get through to a, a final and, sure. and win a final, but as long as they don't get home, <laughs> I mean, I mean you want to play away have to find out another pitch somewhere along the line. I mean, we, like I said, uh, we have our, our schedule is, is quite overloaded, you know, the pitch availability to, to match schedule. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that middle six win, yeah, win it. We're still back into a little bit into your experience and you know, 47 years, you've got a wealth of, of knowledge, you've got a wealth of, um, I guess, experiences that you've seen and changes that have happened. Where's the biggest influence come from in terms of, you know, the changes in turf care? Has it come from the golf sector? Has it come from elsewhere? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, that's the, only, the only machine that is not, we use, which is not for, for geared up for the golf industry, is just like say a three-tone roller. I mean, okay. There's no way they put a three-tone roller on their greens, but um, <laughs> other most of it, yeah, we sort of um, so sort of take from from mm. the golf industry. Yeah. And that three-tone roller, I mean, back in the, the day, I guess you had to pull that around manually, did you? Yeah, we had the old the old Thomas Lord roller. Yeah, the, the, uh, the old head groundsman Ted Swannell. It was, I think there should be about 10 of us used to, because you have to cut the guys in the shafts and, because yeah. um, it could be a bit like a runaway train as well, I mean, it wasn't just pulling it, it was holding it back as well, you know, so you're stopping it, and um, Ted used to give us, a, a, if anybody broke the, the ropes on there by pulling that hard, he used to give a, it was a shilling. You got a bonus for breaking the ropes? Rope, yeah, so we used to cut the ropes and drive <laughs> to it, so you, <laughs> End up on your backside, but it was well worth the <laughs> You were destined for yeah, greatness back yeah, then, we Dick, weren't you? Obviously. Yeah, we used to. Temper's out of pocket most times when we used to use that. Have you got any favourite seed mixes or anything like that that you tend to use? Or? No, I mean, the, the, most of the squares are, 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 are clay based squares, or, you know, high clay based soils, which um, use ryegrasses, they're tough a lot of. But right. the outfield, is, we use like a fescue mixture, which is a lot finer. Okay. Um, rye grasses tend to um, need a little bit more nitrogen, a little bit more feeding, 
um, and a bit more to, rather than the fescues. But that says our outfield is sand based and okay. it just is 90% sand so everything right. just goes straight through so it's continuously feeding and watering, feeding and watering and um, we've got a filtration rate of, of about just under two two inches per hour, you know, which really? is unbelievably good. And But the, the downside is that our, our water consumption was... I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Fertiliser has got sky as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not all blues and streamers. Yeah. But on the upside, I guess, from the venue's point of view, you're you're getting more days playing. That's exactly what games, I said yeah. earlier on. That's yeah. that's the that's the plus side. I mean, people saying, "Oh, you don't play as much." No, we do. We we, we haven't got as many fixtures, but we yeah. play a lot more. A lot through. more cricket. I mean, you know, we I, very rarely do we ever lose a whole day now, unless it's raining all day. As soon as it stops raining, we we you know, start playing. Simple as that. Yeah. And if you had to choose, you know, one. Good investment, great investment you made. One bit of kit that you thought, well, that really made a difference. That was a, you know, a sound investment. Would you be able to pull one out of the hat? Probably the two in, in, in really is is the hover cover. That's that's yeah. been fantastic, uh, and it really has. I mean, it's it. We got Mark one was the first one with the hover cover, and basically all that. I suppose you're off to Cali for the weekend, are you? Off to uh, to Boulogne, are you on your hover cover? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. My back have been a lot better condition than your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it, it, it still takes it to really to officially drop right about five guys. You've got right. two engines on it. But oh, it's, uh, on it goes and, and pull the seats out for the side. It's just, yeah. And it's so easy. Rather than the old wheel covers pushing them out. And, that was hard work. Oh, right? And time consuming time as well. Yeah, this is so much quicker. And I guess that can make the difference between getting the match back on. Yeah. Because yeah, there's less rain yeah. falling yeah. on. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, we pulled the sheets out from the sides. A huge catchment area, you know, out there. Uh, but we, yeah, we've. Um, I mean, we had a situation with the also with this outfield, the sand-based outfield. We had a situation was against India um, some years ago, and it absolutely it, it was well, it, the, probably the worst rain I've ever seen here since. Right. And it absolutely bucketed it down. And people left went under. There's no way. I mean, there was floods at the, the part was bound by the over by the food village. Right. That was flooded out, and it was horrendous. I mean, lights were going, sirens were going, the alarms <laughs> were going. I mean, it was just and the world. <laughs> and I think something ridiculous, like about uh, an hour after it stopped raining, something like that. We, we were playing, and, and people complained that it was on their way home. And you know, I, I left balls and <laughs> why did you play? Because <laughs> we could. <laughs> yeah. Why did you play on my way home? I lost a half a day's cricket, you know. So you <clears throat> come across. A lot of cricketing greats. There's been a lot of high moments here in terms of cricket, and I'm sure there've been some lows as well in terms of you know groundskeeping and matches that you've yeah, looked at. Yeah. What's your favourite memory from your you know nearly 50 years here now? I suppose the the Olympics turning that around from the Olympics was right. Okay. Yeah, that's because um, we was actually we, we sat down with the, the local. You know, once we started, when we was given the Olympics, and with the archery here, yeah. and you know, it sort of started off with just like a white line and a couple of targets. <laughs> it was a little bit different. <laughs> so I mean, there's sort of security uh, blocks out there. If, uh, you had uh, safety walls. You had stands. You had yeah, photographers' hives out there, and umpires. And it suddenly, wow! It um, 
But they, they came in and took over the place for how long? It took over, I think, you know, not that far, sure, about five or six weeks. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And um, during that time, obviously, that was it, it was theirs, and then you had to get back on with Yeah, well, that was a problem. We had a South African test match, I think, at some of the region, about two weeks after the last hour was fired. Right. And we had to lay 6,000 square, about a third of the output had to be laid. Shoot. Okay. Uh, and it was like anything, um, we, we all relied on the person in front of us. I mean, once they started taking the scaffolding down, you know, we had to rely on, on them to be yeah. on time, and everybody was working upon each other. And then, you know, what we was worried about is if, if someone in front of you stopped, it was like, or got held up, it was this concertina effect. And it was, yeah, it was it was very well organized. I mean, everybody was fortunate. I mean, we had some, some great subcontractors working for us, Stephen Pask and his, yeah. uh, his lads. They'd done a lot of laying the turf, and but even then, the turf had to be brought in from from uh, from Lincolnshire. And uh, what was happening there was that um, it was big roll turf. Yeah. It was being harvested uh, probably in the region about early in early hours, and then brought down on lorries because it was this was in August. It was still, still hot and stuff. So as the turf was brought in, it had to be laid basically ASAP. So it was you know there was all this. Everybody had to rely on someone else. We couldn't, you know, we didn't rely on the turf being held up or... or so one that would snag in the chain and everything it, yeah, went... Yeah, yeah, and, and, and probably the probably the best at the end of it, after all the problems, then, of course, then we had to have a, like a trial that to sure. make sure the turf was okay, stable enough to, to, to support a test match, five days of a test match. And um, at the end of it, um, the, um, the match referee... He marked us very good, which was well, okay. considering his, uh, he was notoriously low marker. Oh, was he? Yeah, <laughs> he actually wrote on the, on the actual um, umpire's, uh, sorry, the match referee's report, so the second time he's ever marked a pitch very good. So Really? Yeah, okay. so that was... And you'd been really up against it. Up so, against it, So yeah. it wasn't a case of getting away with it, you yeah, did yeah, a great yeah. job. Yeah, I mean, it was, the, the, the weather was, was good. I mean, if it had rained that, to prove, we would have been really up to Swanee, but... It was it. It's that said. It was it was actually it was it was very warm. But so was yeah, one crowd laying the turf and one rolling up one watering. It was. So that was a big achievement. Yeah, big Would achievement. you want to go through I mean, it again? I was, only, I was only a small part of it. There was other yeah. of other people involved in it and who done not uh, took a bigger part than myself. You know, but uh, it so, was. So it, having the Olympics here must have been a bit of a thrill yeah, or something different. Yes, especially when I call it a rich man's darts. <laughs> 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 It's not a sport I've ever well, had a no, dabble at it, but it's yeah, not, not one I've ever had. a rich man's dance. Did you get to have a go? No. You didn't? No, no, no. I did say what happens when there was firing the arrows across, because the, they fired the arrows, or the fire, shoot, I don't know what the terminology is, yeah. over the square into the targets. Oh, wow, okay. So I said, what happens if one of the arrows drops short and ends up in the middle of the square? These are Olympians, they don't drop short. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think one arrow went missing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> if it had landed in your spirit, it might have <laughs> gone missing somewhere else. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, yes, yeah, yeah. You promised me. Yeah. Mick, I think that's a, a great point at which to end it. Thank you very much for your, your time today, and pleasure. we wish you best of luck with the rest of your career. Thank you.